0: The Beat Church in Pflugerville, Texas, bringing you messages of inspiration, hope, and freedom. Turn up the volume and get ready for the truth that will set you free.
1: Can me that real quick. Uh, I'm just going to have a couple people come up and pray, and we're praying today. We're just going to focus our prayers on praying for uh, the people that are in our city that need Jesus. People that we've been reaching out to, that we've been inviting, that we've been uh, trying to build relationships with and connect with. People that we've helped pay rent for or uh, taken food in time of need or clothes or, or done whatever levels of service to try to bring God's love to them. But really pray that there's a breakthrough uh, that those people can really come to know Jesus. And then also, you know, friends, family, people that we've been talking to. But just for God's family to be grown is what we're going to pray for. So Jason, I want you to come up Pray in this area, and then Carrie, if you want to come up and pray, uh, and just if you're out here, we're just going to agree in prayer together. The Bible talks about that: that when two or more are gathered together, that He is there. It says that His house will be called a house of prayer, and it also says that when two or more agree in His name, that it'll be done. And when it says in His name, it's talking about not just using His name, but actually under His authority, because it's what He wants to happen under His will. And we know that God's will is for people to be saved because the Bible says that he is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to eternal life. So we know that that's his heart. So uh, Jason can pray and then Carrie and just be agreeing with them in your own heart as they pray.
0: Oh God, we are so thankful for the friends we meet, the people we meet on a day-to-day basis. God, God, we, we're thankful that you you give us opportunity to to listen, to be an ear, to be a shoulder, mm-hmm. to, to be a servant, to be a, a good friend, God. And, and God, we just pray for those, God, who we've been meeting, God, that, that your spirit would go mm-hmm. before us and would, uh, you know, soften their hearts as yes, they don't God. know you, Jesus. Soften their hearts and that you would create and present opportunity, God, that, that they would see Jesus inside of us, see Jesus inside of others. And, and God, that they would want that. God, that they would crave that. God, we pray that you would move amongst our city, God, in and, and yes, a radical God. way, God. Oh, God, dear, we're, we're so Father. thankful that that every you know, day presents that opportunity for, for us. God, God, I pray that you would open our eyes, that you would open our hearts, that, that you would open up our you ears, know, God, that. to hear, to listen, to see, to do what you've called us to do every step of the way as right, we go Lord. out, as we're at the grocery store, as we're at the library, as we're at the park, God. Teach us how to make friends, God, and teach us how to just uh, serve them and, and, and help impact their lives, Jesus. We're thankful for you. We're thankful that you go before us in Jesus' name
2: your heavenly father I just thank you so much God for our city and Lord the people that are inside of it and Lord as we're coming up even the holiday seasons I know there's parents there's people that sometimes that's an amazing time of year sometimes it's not so much Um, people are not with their family they've moved away they're separated, Lord God, and I just pray for hearts. I pray that you would comfort, Lord God, for maybe the parents that have kids and they're like, you know, how the heck is Santa coming this year? Lord God, whatever is concerning them with the holidays coming up, Lord, I just pray that you would use us, like Jason said, at the grocery store or somebody at work. Lord God, wherever you open the door, I pray that our eyes would be open to actually see it, to take the time to stop what we're doing and to reach out to them. And then, Lord God, I pray that you would um, bring provision. You would bring blessing so, God, that we can just, it can flow through us. Mm -hmm. We don't keep it, but that we're able to, you know what? Let me buy your kids presents this year. Let me do this for you. Let me buy that grocery tab. Lord God, whatever it is, it needs your provision too. So we're willing, we're ready, we're excited. Lord God, I pray that you would use us and that the testimonies, it's not like, oh, look what I got to do this week. God, it is what you did and you just chose us to be your hands and your feet and your voice. So thank you, Jesus, that you give us such a high job, like such a privileged, amazing job. We get to be you we get to be your hands and your feet and your voice and so we just thank you for that in your precious name we pray amen
1: amen all right good. well we're talking this next uh few weeks um, and then going even into december uh, we're talking about releasing heaven on earth Uh, well is there a formula to that i'm going to tell you that there is and we're going to talk about this whole next two months Uh, but i do believe that there is a formula for that god is a god of order. God created the heavens and the earth. God made everything to produce after its own kind, the Bible talks about. And all through the word, as we read, God says, if this happens, then this will take place. If this happens, then this will take place. And he gives these examples and directions, whether it's in things that are made. You know, if you plant corn, guess what grows? Corn. If you sow, you reap. I mean, there's all these verses, right, that go. But the Bible even says that if we forgive others, God will forgive us. There's this correlation between action and cause and effect and what happens. And so, God actually has some things that he's put in his word that we can do that cause heaven to move and to be released and opened up into people's lives on earth. And so, this graphic is radical gratitude and generosity is what we're going to be talking about. And so, if you're a Star Wars fan, that's RG2, like Kyle with his shirt. Kyle, show everybody your shirt. That's a RG2, you can call that. If you're more like Robert and you're like a mathematician and that type of a person, then it's just RG squared, Okay. So it's whatever you want that to be. Okay, but we're going to talk about how these two things working together, both a spirit of gratitude, not just gratitude, but actual radical gratitude and radical generosity are the keys to really releasing heaven both in our own lives and in the lives around us. And as we do that, I believe that we are going to see God do some awesome things in the next 60 days if we can do that together and really make a commitment to it. So what is radical? Well here's the definitions of radical. One is that radical is something that's arising from or going to a root or a source. When we think of radical, you know, if you're like in eighties, that's coming back now the eighties, you know, radical or the nineties, it's like radical dude. It's like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. It's that type of thing where it's just like hanging out, having fun, you know, it's radical, man, it's groovy. It's a, But radical, actually, the meaning of it is that it comes from the root. It actually comes from the being of it. It's deep inside, and it's what grows out of what you can't see. And so if we're talking radical gratitude, we're not just talking about just things that people say or just stuff on the outside, but actually having something so deep in our heart and rooted in who we are that it is actually growing out of us. It's the core of who we are. And no matter how much you dig through us, sometimes life digs through us, doesn't it? been through some circumstances where it feels like life is just digging through me. It's like it's clawing at me. It's like tearing me open. It's just trying to get into me, and it feels like it's attacking me or just digging down deep. Or somebody says something, and it goes so deep into me that it feels like it touches a part of me I didn't know I had. And normally I'd lash out because I'm angry or it hurts. But if deep down in there, the who you are and the what you are made of is gratitude, that's what we're talking about. Where no matter how deep you get, it's gratitude. When I was in Africa years ago, they have huts, and we were way out in the wilderness area, and there's huts, and they would sweep the floors, and the floors were dirt. Like when I sweep the floor, my purpose in sweeping the floor is to remove the dirt. In Africa, they're sweeping the floor, and the floor is dirt. No matter how much you sweep, guess what's there? Dirt. But they still sweep it. Eventually, the dirt kind of gets hardened and polished out, and the dust is gone, and you're walking on the dirt enough that it becomes hard, like an old hard path, and that becomes their floor. But the point is, no matter how much they sweep, it's dirt. Well, we're talking about a gratitude that's so deep that no matter what happens in your life or how much comes at you or whatever is going on around you, that what comes out of you is Gratitude and thankfulness well that's a big thing because bad things happen in life terrible things take place so how can we have gratitude come out no matter what well we're going to talk about that because that is what god calls us to but that is radical gratitude it comes out of our inmost being psalms 103 david says praise the lord my soul now check out the next part of this verse all of my inmost being praise his holy name not just his thoughts He's not just putting even just his thoughts on the Lord, just his affections on the Lord. I'm doing a good thing by speaking praise to God. But he's saying, let all of my inmost being, what's deep down in there, come out in gratitude. Now, for some of you, what's down in your inmost being right now today isn't gratitude. It could be pain from abuse or neglect or from some betrayal that somebody's done in your life. It could be bitterness, anger, it could be selfishness, it could be whatever the case is going on in your life. I find that oftentimes if you really dig down in, some people that are angry or frustrated or just easily agitated in life, there's some real hurts and wounds that are deep down in there. And so when life gets going, what starts to come out is some things that just flare out of this. You know, Robert bought a uh, popcorn maker for me yesterday. It's a little popcorn machine to use at the apartment. So I can put the popcorn little things in and it pops out the top. Okay, I can put the seeds in there and you won't even know that they're in there until what? Until it starts to get hot. See, when the heat comes, guess what happens? A little bit of rumbling starts to happen. Okay, and in life... A little heat comes, a little bit of rumbling starts to happen, and guess what? Some people will just start to back away, you know, okay, good, and then you just kind of stop and the heat dies down. But if the heat stays on long enough, the little corns, those sweet little cute little corns that no one can see, they start popping and exploding everywhere and popping out, and they'll just get all over the place. It comes out because that's what's in there. And in life, whatever is in there is what starts to come out when the heat comes on. Well, I'm just reacting to that situation. That's why he reacted that way. That's not true. That reaction came because that was already in seed form inside of my heart. When that person offended me, I didn't bless them, not because, well, they just offended me just now, but because in my heart there wasn't that. Because guess what? When people offended Jesus, guess what came out? Blessing. Even on the cross, Father, forgive them. Because out of his inmost being, there was love. Out of his inmost being, there was care and gratitude and joy. And so we're talking about a gratitude that goes deep enough that when life happens to us, which happens typically at least once a day, that's why his mercies are new every morning, thank God, but that we'll, what will start to come out of us when the heat comes on It's gratitude, thankfulness, the goodness of God just coming out of there, which means for some of us, we're going to have to do some work. We're going to have to allow God to clean some things out, to remove some things that are already in there. We're going to have to allow him access to do that. But going on in this verse, verse number 2 out of Psalms 103, it says, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Now, all means not just your benefits, but it means all of his benefits, because it doesn't say forget not all of my benefits. He could have said that. Praise the Lord and forget not all of my benefits that he's given me. But he says praise the Lord and forget not all of his benefits. David's talking about the benefits that happen in his own life that he's grateful for, but he's also talking about the benefits that he sees happening in other people's lives around them. So here's the thing about gratitude. You may have nothing in your life to be thankful for nothing in your life to appreciate. Now, I would argue that that would never be the case. There's always something. But let's say I give that to someone and say, you know what, it's true, your life is horrible. You have the worst life of all the lives that have ever been lived. (laughs) Ever. Worse than anyone in the Holocaust. Worse than any quadriplegics. Worse than anybody that was, I mean, all of it. You have the worst. I agree. Nothing to be thankful for. What David's saying is all of his benefits, which means I can look outside of my own life and still find things to be thankful for. Because as a believer, we care about others, not just about ourselves. Well, I think you're making that up, Pastor Andy. I don't think that's what he's really talking about. I mean, it's David. He's talking to the Lord. I think it's his prayer. and I think you're just kind of saying that. Okay, we're going to keep reading because we're going to hear the benefits he's talking about. It says, who forgives all of your sins. David didn't say he forgives all of my sins. David's looking at other people and saying, wow, God forgives your sins. Well, that's good, because I'm not going to forgive them. Somebody needs to do it. But God does that. He heals all of your diseases. David is thankful not just for what God's doing in his life, but that God does this in the lives of others around him. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. How many of you have had your life redeemed from a pit? I did. Is that still not valuable as it was before? Does that not matter as much as it did the first day that God redeemed you out of the pit? If God didn't do that, I would still be a drunk. I would still be angry. I would still be a recluse. I would still be hiding out of my house. I wouldn't have any of my kids. The only one that would have been born is Krista, and she wouldn't live with me because Carrie was heading out. Not because she's not faithful, but because I was going crazy. And she needed to protect her kid. Now we got four kids and we got a bouncy one with the bow right there. <laughs> in the middle of the church. Because what God did then is still having an impact right now. Amen. And so I can't forget that God did that then. Because if God didn't do that then, everything else that's happened wouldn't be the way that it is. And I have to wake up. And if it's a tough day, if it's a rough time in my life, if something's going on, I can say, man, I thank God that I'm figuring out how to pay my mortgage right now with a house that can hold five people and five kids, two adults, and a mother-in-law that we're all here working hard trying to figure out how to make ends meet. And I can praise God for that because if not for God, I wouldn't even have to be worried about taking care of a family because I wouldn't have one. So even this difficulty is a result of the goodness of God. And so I can be thankful for it. I can be thankful walking out and saying, man, the only reason I'm aware of this challenge is because of God's goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that I'm awake and alive and moving forward and I have my family and I got a reason to get up and to work hard and to do things. Thank you for that. The fact of being healthy, you know, if you're going through a health crisis and a difficult struggle, man, thank God that I'm alert and aware enough to know I'm going through this. There's people that don't even have their mind enough to realize that they're even going through a health struggle. They're just going through the motion of life. They're on a breathing machine, and you're trying to fight through, and you know what? They're struggling that, but there's also joy. I remember when I got shot. I got shot through the stomach and out the back by a spitball in class. No, it was an actual rifle when I was 16, and they put me up in this little room in the hospital, and I was sitting in there, and I'm hooked up to all these machines, and they're trying to keep me alive, and I'm in there, and they, got, they put a colostomy bag on me, and they, all this stuff, and I'm in there, and I was going crazy in there. Oh, 16 years old and locked up in a bed for weeks. It was awful. And I had a couple of friends that showed up. They took the elevator up, Sean Stricker, Joel Johansson, showed up. They took the little elevator up to my room, come into my room, and I'm hooked up to all this stuff. And they walk in, the nurse walks out, they shut the door, they pull the curtain around, and they hand me some clothes. And they're like, we're getting out of here. <laughs> and I'm like looking at them. I'm, literally, I'm looking at the machine. It's like, beep, beep, beep. I'm like, how could I possibly get out of here? Now I had hair back then. My hair's greasy, matted to my face. I haven't showered in weeks. I mean, I'm just a mess. And I'm in there, and they go, don't worry, we got you. They start unhooking my stuff. <laughs> Give me a change of clothes. Have me give my robe to one of them who gets into bed and pretends to be me. They brought moose so I could do my hair. I needed it back then. Moose. I love that. Moose. Oh! Thank you, God. I at least had it once and I can remember. Oh, it was beautiful. And I put it all back and I put the clothes on and we got on the elevator and we went outside and it was the fall it was hunting season, that's why I got shot, we go out there, in the orange leaves and the trees, and you could smell the, just the fall out there. We were in Longview, Washington, and I walk out there, and you know what, the trees and the grass never smelled so good. The sun never felt so good after spending three weeks in a hospital room, not even knowing at times if I was going to live, and I'm standing out there, I can feel it, and I just remember it was like, I could like touch the smell. And just the feeling, I was like, God, thank you for that. And I got back on the elevator to go up on the first floor, and my nurse got on the elevator with us. (laughs) And I just stood against the wall like this, and literally because all she had seen is some dude that was a total wreck and a mess in a hospital gown, half passed out on morphine. She didn't even say a word. She just rode up with us. We got off. Luckily, she went to a different room. We were going down the hallway, and I split off, got in my room, jumped back in the bed, hooked up the stuff, did the thing, messed my hair back up, switched out, and then they come back in. Are you doing okay? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. But having it taken away for a little while renewed my gratitude for it when I went back outside. I'm like, life is amazing. It is so awesome just to be able to feel the sun and to be out here. So wherever you're at in life, there's little things to just look at and marvel at and say, this is so amazing that God has given me this, that I can do this, that I can walk out here. And so these are all the benefits that come to us. But it says, the Lord works, the, works uh, this is verse 6, the Lord works righteousness and justice for the oppressed, that God is at work doing this, that he's made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate, gracious, Slow to anger, abounding in love. How many of you are glad that God is slow to anger? Right? How many of you have done something in the last three weeks that God could have been angry about? Just raise your hand. Okay, get out. We're trying to get God's favor in this church. Trying to get God to love us here, not get angry at us. Last night, I watched a UFC fight. Can I tell you one reason I'm glad I survived getting shot? One of the greatest reasons ever and I only realized it last night once I got home. I went over to someone's house, and when I say this story, you're probably going to figure out who it is. I sat on their couch to watch a USC fight, (laughs) and I'm watching it, and someone literally walks up behind me and around my head, in front of my face, hands me a spoonful of frosting. (laughs) And I'm like looking at this thinking, what's happening right now? And that happened multiple times while I'm trying to watch a fight. It's just walking around handing me spoonfuls of frosting to eat. Moose. A different kind, though. Now that I can't wear it, she brought me a kind to eat. It was amazing. If I would have died, I would have never, ever been able to watch a UFC fight while someone fed me Moose. There are some cool things that happen in life. Like back like the in Pharaoh in the Egypt in these old, old times. I mean, people brought grapes and like they I mean moose. While I'm watching a fight, it's incredible. There is cool things going on in our lives sometimes that we just zip right past. We don't realize how amazing that they are. That God is doing, but God does all of these things for us. It says, as high as the heavens above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. How far is the east from the west? Does anybody pull that up real quick on your... Can you ask your Siri that? You know what, I bet you does not even have an answer for that. Because it just keeps going. It's one of those... Oh, I'm going to drive east until I find west. Guess what? You don't. You just keep going east. Like right now, we're in Texas. If I keep driving east to get west, even when I get to the west, which would be the west coast, guess what? I can still go east. This is miraculous. God removes our sins from us, our mistakes, our failures, so far from us that literally, no matter how far we try to go to get back to them, we can't. They're gone. This is what it talks about. And do you know what? There's not a waiting period. God doesn't say, well, do you know what? This is the bus stop. For going east with your sins. And I'm going to put your mistakes here. Okay? That's what's going to happen, Jason. The mistakes that you made last week, I'm putting them here. And I'm going to hold them there for 30 days. And assuming you don't do another one, I'm going to put them on the east bus, and I'm going to take them that direction, away from here. That's not what he does. His grace is moving all the time. It's like those little sidewalks at the airport. You just stand on them, and they just just keep going. They never stop. They're always going. They don't even wait for you to get on. They're just going. They're assuming somebody's going to get on them and go that direction. It's God's grace is always going that direction, away, Taking our sins away from us. Oh, he's, he's expecting someone to get on. Boom, we just stepped on it, we're gone. Oh, look, my sin's already going. I just, I just confessed it. It's already, it's already leaving. This is who we're talking about, God and his goodness to us. That he keeps doing that over and over and loving us and caring for us and moving it away from us. As a father has compassion on his children, verse 13, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, for he knows how we were formed. He remembers that we are dust. He remembers that he made us, that we're not him, that we started out without even life, and he gave it to us, and he remembers doing that. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it, and it's gone. Our life just goes away. I was reading a book called Remember Death. Just another optimistic thing to open up and let's dig into. But remember, death is a book that the premise of the book, the guy talks about, is that we forget how valuable and amazing life is, because our culture and society has become so insulated from death that the only thing we compare our situation to is the good life. It's like when we look online, we see the good life. When we see advertisements, we see the good life. When we meet our friends or talk to people, we usually see the good life that they're showing us. But in the old days, and still around the world in some cultures and in some countries, death is happening around them in their visible, interactive space all the time. They watch their loved ones die in their home. They don't send them off to hospice or to some uh, place to uh, a home, a hospital. It's there. Grandpa's in the other room passing away. Right now, I need to go help him. I need to put down my meal, put down my game, turn off my TV, and go in there because Grandpa needs my help. He is not gone somewhere else. When someone's sick, they're actually caring for him in their own home. They're watching it. It's happening now. And so we're very much interacting with the fact that this is coming to an end, which then increases our appreciation of the fact that I have my health and my life right now and that that person is here right now and I'm going to appreciate them. But that the way our society is set up with all of our medical advancements and everything else, when someone's sick, they go to the hospital. When they're dying, they go somewhere else. Like it's always away somewhere. When they're losing their memory, they go to another place. They go, it's, they're always getting put away so that just the healthy can stay here and interact. And so then health just becomes the norm, and we start to forget how valuable it is. We become less grateful for it. But praise God that we have just our health, that we're here, but our life doesn't last forever. We appreciate the times that we have. Verse 17, but from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with all of those who fear him and his righteousness with the children's, their children's children. God's love keeps extending, it keeps extending with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all of his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all of his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. David's talking about going down deep into his heart and pulling out praise for God for himself, for others, even for the angels, for every conceivable place, let God be praised. And he's stirring it up out of his own heart to do it. He's saying, do this. In other words, it's a choice that he's making to stir himself up that way and to think that. The first song we sang today, Stirring Up Deep, Deep Waters, it's talking about this idea of stirring something up from the bottom. Stirring it up. Stirring up the memories, stirring up the appreciation, the thankfulness to God when our life seems to settle it down low where we can't quite get to it. But it's to make a choice to think through and to stir those things up and get our heart moving so that it starts flowing around, we begin to speak about it to other people. Radical also means markedly from the usual or customary, extreme or drastic. It means something that's extreme. It's more than what's normal. It's more than what should be expected. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 This is the kind of thankfulness that God wants us to have. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I don't know what God's will for my life is. Oh, I'm so discouraged and down, struggling, depressed. I don't know what God's will for my life is. First of all, his will is not for you to be discouraged, struggling. God's will for your life is gratitude. We know that. In all circumstances, no matter what you're going through, that this is his will for your life. Give thanks in all, all meaning every, all, no exceptions, all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. What's God's will for my life? I know it's for me to be thankful. I know it's for me to be excited about the day and what God's given me today. To wake up and say, "Man, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to do this today. Thank you, Lord, for this." You know, I've been working a ton of hours doing different things, trying to make ends meet, and driving Uber at night doing apartments. I've been doing like every billion thing you can think of. I'm out there driving Uber. Here's two things that could happen. One, I could go out there and say, "You know what? I'm tired, and it sucks, and it's stupid, and my back hurts, and I don't want to drive, and there's traffic, and I think that guy just spilled his beer on my seat." And why does everyone that gets in here tonight have gas? I could do that. And do you know what would happen to my opportunities that I have with the people that ride in my car? They would be gone because I'd spend the whole night just agitated. My life closes down and shrinks if that's my attitude. Or I can choose an attitude that says give thanks in all circumstances. I get in there and say, you know, I'm glad I have a nice enough car to do this. Boy, I'm glad these seats are leather because I can wash that puke right off them. Boy, I'm glad these windows roll down. (laughs) And I use thankfulness to put my mind in a position for the presence of the Lord because we enter his presence with thanksgiving. And when I use thankfulness to do that, all of a sudden, and I'm telling you, every single time that I go out and drive, God opens an opportunity to talk to somebody about Jesus. Every single time. We just had a guy come to Bible study on Saturday from last week driving Uber. Did I want to be driving? No. I had to make a choice to be thankful and to let my mind be open say, God, thank you for this circumstance. Thank you for that guy getting in the car. And thankful for the opportunity that's here. And because of thankfulness, The presence of the Lord dwells there. And the next thing I know, I'm having a spiritual conversation that's going somewhere I didn't think it would go. And the next thing you know, the guy's sitting at Bible study on a Saturday morning. This is what we're talking about. When we have thankfulness at our core, it brings the presence of the Lord. And we're talking about releasing heaven on earth. It brings the presence of the Lord right to where we're at at the moment. That's why it's God's will, because going back to that verse, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Jesus made it possible. He's died for you. He's given you a new heart. He's given you a spiritual mind. He's given you this new birth that is able to be thankful, able to live in His presence. And as we do that, He begins to open up opportunities. But we have to be willing to live there. Radical also means relating to or advocating fundamental or revolutionary changes in our current practices, conditions, or institutions. It's not like, well, most of the time I'm pretty grouchy and grumpy, but once in a while I get thankful. I, yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, I, I, right, thanks. It's talking about radical revolutionary change. And you know what? If you go somewhere and someone's an actual radical or revolutionary, guess what? You know it. You can see it. You can see it by how they dress. You can see it by how they act. You can see it by how they interact and react. And you can see it all over them. So radical gratitude comes from the core. It's in all circumstances. And when people come into contact with you, they should know this person lives a different type of life when it comes to thankfulness and gratitude. And I don't understand why that is. Because I can't live that way, and it seems like they're worse off than me something's going on oh that's jesus it's our testimony it opens up to begin to open their life and change their life and change their heart this is what god's called us to it's a bondage breaking circumstance changing type of gratitude i'm going to read you this passage out of Acts 16 22 35 gratitude can actually break our bondages set us free and change our circumstances the crowd joined in the attack against paul and silas they get put in prison here the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods, because they were talking about Jesus in the early church. After they had been severely flogged, which is whipped and beaten, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. And when he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in stocks. And about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Okay, hymns are something you're singing. You're praying and singing. This is a thankfulness. You're giving gratitude. You're thanking the Lord. You're singing a joyful song and the other prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. This is what happened. They began to sing in their terrible situation where they were locked up and chained up. How many of you have been locked up or chained up in your life, and your circumstance? My health is locking me up. My bitterness is locking me up. My emotions is locking me up. My anxiety is locking me up. But when you begin to praise and to thank God in the middle of that situation, the earth begins to shake, most likely because that's what happens when a really big God starts to dance. Things start to shake. I've been in apartments and had somebody upstairs start to dance, and the whole place shakes. And you get to sing in joyful songs in the midst of a difficult circumstance and God looks down and gets excited about that and he begins to rejoice and heaven begins to rejoice. What do you think is going to happen besides things start to shake? And then they start to break. And all of a sudden freedom begins to come. Yeah, Praise before my breakthrough we begin to sing and rejoice in the Lord, and God does these things. And you read through that passage, and not only did they get free, but when the guys came in and said, you know what, go free, you can leave now, because obviously something's happened here, and the jailer tries to have them leave, they said no. And they stayed and shared Jesus with the jailer, and they used that as an opportunity to extend God's kingdom. God wants to use us that way through a radical, radical gratitude. So how are we going to do this? Well, specifically... I'm going to ask you guys to participate in a challenge with me. If you look in your bulletins, you can see this challenge, but this 30-day radical gratitude challenge. And here's what I want. I don't want everyone to do this. I don't want fakers. If you're not going to do it, don't do it. I'm not looking for that. What I'm looking for is some people that will say, you know, I'm going to accept the challenge, and I'm going to take 30 days of my life Maybe you're negative. Take 30 days of my miserable, wretched life. Who cares? It's miserable and wretched anyways. Let's use 30 days of it, right? What's it worth? Maybe you're optimistic. 30 days, woo, I don't care. Just as long as you're committed. That's what I'm asking, to be committed. Take 30 days and be radical with your gratitude and say, you know, I'm going to commit to doing this. So here's, here's what this challenge looks like. Number one is setting your mind As much as is possible for you, like when you're aware. You might catch yourself going off track, but suddenly you're aware. Boom. Okay, I'm on track. So by choice, choosing, okay, to set your mind on all of God's benefits, his provisions, both for yourself and for others. Boy, my day is terrible, and I just heard that person had something good happen. The nature says, well, that sucks. Why do they get everything good? What we're talking about is radical gratitude. Man, God, I thank you that that person just got a promotion. I just lost my job, but God, thank you that they got a promotion. Why? Because it shows your faithfulness. I serve the same God, which means eventually, Lord, I know you're going to take care of me too. Yeah. That's why. And so I'm going to celebrate that. So 30 days of that, 30 days of fasting. All of you hungry people. I'm starting big and I'm It's a kind of negotiation skill. That's what you do. <laughs> Not from food. How many said amen? Amen. Hey. Okay, now watch. You think this is going to be easier. I guarantee you this could be harder fasting from complaining grumbling both verbally physically have you ever seen someone complain physically (laughs) okay thank you yes i'm happy about it (laughs) we've all seen it we've all done it i said to clean out with a good attitude i am fasting from complaining grumbling both verbally both physically and online but i got real problems i know you do and all of your complaining all of your grumbling all of my complaining all my grumbling guess what it never took away any of those problems did it it didn't bible says why worry who of you by worrying can add even a single cubit to a stature It doesn't change how tall you are to complain that you're short. It doesn't. You're just as short. Complaining doesn't change our life. Gratitude will. Gratitude would absolutely change your life and the lives around you. So it's fasting from all of that. And then the last thing is to verbalize. Okay, check this out. Verbalize and post things that you're grateful for. Now, that's challenging, too, because a lot of times, guess what? When you get to someone's funeral, guess what you hear? How much everybody appreciated them. The bummer is a lot of times nobody ever actually said it to the person when they were here. Because we think it all the time. Okay, how many of you wives have had your husbands late at night say, Hun, you never told me I looked nice today. How many of you wives have had your husbands do that? Like, babe, like I put on a nice button-up shirt, and you never told me I looked hot today. No? Okay, reverse it. How many of you men have had your women say, Man, you never told me I look nice today. I did all this work. <laughs> like I got looking really nice. People have heard that. Or, you know what, I did all this work in the house with the kitchen or I did this or I did that. Or the guy's man, I've been working hard, but you know, nobody said thank you. Nobody's appreciating me. I'm starting to get discouraged. And you say, Well, I thought about it. I actually thought about that. I just didn't say it. Well you don't get points for not saying it. So we're talking about holding off on the things that we would say that are negative, complaining, grumbling, and taking 30 days to actually then not just stop that, but to turn on the, the, the spigot and the faucet for saying good things. If you see anything good, say it. That's your commitment. If I see it good, say, well, it's awkward. I'm not really used to doing that. That's okay. It's awkward for everybody. It's easier to complain. It's easier to put down, by far, than it is to compliment. I don't know why, but that's just the truth. It is. If I get, well, I'm not very verbal. When you get mad, you're usually verbal. You'll say something. I don't express myself well. Uh, Sometimes you do. But we're saying express when it's good. This is what we're talking about. Hebrews 13, 5. It says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. A sacrifice of praise. The Bible is saying that Praise oftentimes is hard to do. It's a sacrifice. Because it doesn't scratch the itch of the sores that we have inside of our own heart. It's just giving it out. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a, a commitment for 30 days. Okay? Not to complain. Not to grumble verbally, physically, or online. To verbalize and post things that we're thankful for. And also to set our minds on it, because if we don't set our mind on it, it won't be getting down into our heart, so that when things happen, it's what comes out. Now, will that solve all your problems? No. At the end of the 30 days, you'll probably still have some of the same problems that you had when it started. But you would have anyway. But you will shine a better light for Jesus. You will feel more peace. You will feel more of his presence, because we enter his presence with thanksgiving. So we're going to play a song right now, and this is what I want you to do as we play this. Is we're going to play a song about how great our God is. this is a faith thing it's a 30-day faith deal if you personally say do you know what i will join you for 30 days in this why are we going to do it we're going to do it because we want to release the presence of god in our own lives in the lives around us and in our city that's why the bible tells us that our thanksgiving and praise takes us into his presence okay so that's why we want to do it it's an obedience to him if you want to do that i'm gonna have jesse in the back Jesse, you can head back there He's got some of these bracelets. They're these little blue bracelets. Now, what's this do? Well, if you think a wrong thought, you snap yourself really hard. <laughs> you don't have to do that. That's what they teach you, but just don't, don't hurt yourself and blame it on me. Okay? There's adult ones and youth ones, but what these blue bracelets are do? do, okay, they have on here gratitude and generosity. This month we're talking about gratitude. They're bright blue so that you see them all the time. And also, someone may ask you, why do you have a bright blue bracelet on? You can say, well, I'm doing 30 days of gratitude. Thank you for asking. (laughs) You can always fit in a thank you. But it's changing that heart and that spirit in us to become more like Christ. Okay? So if you want to make that commitment, then you can either make your way to the back with Jesse to grab one or come up here. And then when you see other people that have that bracelet on, encourage them for the next month when you see them in their thankfulness. Hey, what are you thankful for? Hey, what's going on? Hey, talk to me. Hey, how are you doing with your 30 days of gratefulness? And just begin to encourage and build each other up in this. Because this is a key component of walking our faith out and growing in Christ. Amen? Uh, I don't have one. So you can. I don't have one. So you could. Carrie's going to make a hashtag for a post of some sort. So I thank you for that idea. That's a great idea. All right. So Jesse's in the back. And you can come up front. So let's stand up. If you don't want to do this, you can totally leave. But I only want you to grab one. If you're saying, Do you know, what? I'm in, I'm going to come in and I'm going to, I'm going to grab and be a part. It will. It stretches. It looks small for me, too. <laughs> Kyle, don't be that strong. Be be regular strength man, okay? These ones are. I haven't put it on yet, so i got to keep saying not going to. sorry. Yes, it will. Unless I mix them. Oh, here, here you go. Here you go. See that, Kyle? Look at that. It fits so perfect. I could go. You know it'll, break, it'll break in.
0: Or become, it'll become part of you. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, once we have those, we're just going to pray together and dismiss. But we're going to pray because we need God's Spirit to help us to walk this out. Okay, because it's not our nature. But it's God's nature. And, and when we come to Christ, we receive from His nature. And we can begin to live out and to walk out the life that He has for us. Amen. And there is a youth size, too, uh, if you need a youth one. All right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for, God, your word, Lord, that teaches us, Lord, and shows us, God, how to walk a deeper experience, Lord, of heaven. Lord, how to actually live out, Lord God, a life that's filled with your presence. And I pray, God, over this next month, as we talk about gratitude and radical gratitude, Lord, help it get in our heart. Help it come out of our mouth, Lord, and help it impact the world around us, God, and the people that you put in our lives. Lord, we thank you for it. Lord, help us to do it by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you guys for being here. I love you guys. Stick around. Have some coffee and some food.